for the players. I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Cooper. And this is For the Players, the pop culture as PlayStation podcast of the 40 years of playing PlayStation and 12 plus years that gave us me goodbye. I'd like to thank you for joining us in this PlayStation conversation. This PlayStation conversation happens every Monday morning at 8 a.m. on podcast services, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and 9 a.m. on those YouTubes. If you'd like to take part in future conversations with us, you can come and check out our socials, Facebook, where we're inundated with bots at the moment, Twitter, or X discord instagram all of those fun places all of those links can be found in the description below if you want to join the conversation as it happens head over twitch.tv slash spot cultures where you can watch us record this show live where you can jump in the chat and become part of the show if you want to support the show you can tell your friends tell your family about this position pod <sighs> if you want to see to us a podcast service be sure to give us a five star rating and a written review uh if you want if you're watching on YouTube, be sure to like, subscribe, comment below. I endeavor to answer every single comment. And if you want to support us financially, you can at patreon.com slash thepopcultures, as well as our merchandise store, popcultures.com slash shop, where you can play shirts, other assorted shit with our logos on it. Max. Mm. Now, normally we kind of have a bit of a pre-ramble right before we get into something. You messaged me today being like, my body hurts. And I'm like, why? And you said, it can wait for the pod. So let's just get straight into it. What the hell have you done? So last night, I had an engagement party to go to. Yep. And I had a few, happily married. Had, had a few bevs. And then I went out afterwards, went to Slate with, with some guys, with uh, some friends like from a Sydney pool, and a few, place. yeah, pool, like a pool lounge. So we're playing doubles. There's five of us. So one person's sitting out. We're playing doubles. And the guy who was sitting out was like, hey, I'm going to buy the first round of drinks. What does everyone want? Um, everyone puts in their order. He goes downstairs to the bar. I take my shot and I'm like, my turn's not going to be for ages. There's three people in front of me. I'll go and help him carry the drinks. Mm-hmm. Missed the last step. Life flashed before my eyes. Fell, ass over tit, rolled, smacked into a table, bounced back up, rolled my fucking ankle. <laughs> it's, so, it's, so, it's so fucking swollen and sore. It's not even funny. And then I went out today and got fucking sunburned. Nice, nice. Did you like? Okay, so ex- ex- explain the tuck and roll for me. So, are we talking uh, like embarrassing, like eat shit, or was it more of a you quickly like you got up, not too many people noticed, or someone's like, "Bro, you you dropped your phone." <laughs> As oh. I like sprung back up, my phone f- flew out of my pocket. Okay, so it's one of those good falls <laughs> where like a shoe comes off, or your pockets fall, like, everything in your pockets fall out. Like it's clearly gonna be a hot mess. Oh, yeah. Out of 10, how much butt crack fell out? Oh, none. Ooh, that's actually a pretty good fall then. Well done. That is a good recovery. My ankle's out on like yeah, a Your ankle sideways, crack, crack, uh, kept, it, kept it bay. That's all right. So I was tended today walking after the kids mm. at the beach. Oh, that's risky. Those ankle joints ain't ready for that. And I was wearing thongs. I'm just not like, even I'm any. Just, uh, you're, you, I'm just, like, I'm just like so loose. <laughs> I don't even care. So like, whatever. Can't get any worse. Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> Ellie's mum's like, sure, it's not broken. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm pretty fucking sure it's not broken. Yeah, you'd know. You would know. You would not have been able to stand up. You would have uh, not had a good time. <laughs> no, not at all. But like, so it was, was one of those things where you kept drinking, so then the pain went away, and then you kept standing on it, and yeah, okay. 
Yeah, so that, that was my Sunday night. How'd you pull up? Were you dusty? Ah, I mean, we we came, we got home at about midnight. <gasps> You're so, so I had old. Like, had 14 drinks in the space of like 7 p.m. till midnight, and then I just fucking crashed when I got home. <laughs> like, so that's not true. I got home, I made chicken, then went to bed. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Woke up at eight o'clock this morning. Went out all day. Well, seeing as you had an hour sleep yesterday because you were playing games until the early hours of the morning. That shit happens. That's life. Oh, what we think? What happened about week? How was your weekend? Uh, week. Yeah, not too bad. So, wait, was it this week or last week? Did I you were in Newcastle. I was, week. yeah, I was. So I was in, oh my God, all boys in a one. So I was in Newcastle this week for work, um, which is uh, why our last of us part two remaster review wasn't up online. Uh, so that'll be what we're talking about today. You can munch on the chip. It's fine. Um, as long as you start, 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 start playing that lasagna, <laughs> I just like forking. <laughs> Uh, yes, yeah, so I had the uh, spent the week in Newcastle for work, getting pretty used to the travels at this point. Because um, I did post about it on Twitter this week, so I'll be letting you all know now. At the back end of February, oh, uh, I will be in Perth for the Elimination Chamber, the WWE pay per view. There will be no show that weekend because I go, I leave Wednesday and I come back the Wednesday, so there's no time for like a pre-record or anything like that, um, and also. I want to. I just kind of want to just go and enjoy my enjoy my time. But it's one of those things. Like with January and February, including the WWE show, I will be flying for the better part of eight thousand plus kilometers. Right, that's a lot of traveling in the space of two months. So yeah, I shamelessly put out there on the on the socials. I'm like, yo, PlayStation, like I can put that portal through its paces. Just saying. Because I would love to test that. I'd love to like you know take the portal with me, ping it back here. You know, see how, how it goes. Like, will it work in different states? Like, will it work at my hotel when I'm working up in Newcastle, which is in what, in uh, New South Wales? Or how will it work if I'm uh, in, in Perth, which is what, you know, two time zones and X amount of hours away? Three. Three hours in the past. Yeah, 2,700 Ks in a different direction with Australian, Australian internet. I'm keen to test it. Keen to test it. What games would I play that? I don't know. Depends what happens. Depends what we're playing at the end of February. But that's not, it's, uh, that's too far away for us to predict what we're going to play, Max. So let's talk about what we've been playing this week. Now, as I mentioned a moment ago, you were up into the, the middle of the even, middle of the night. Uh, well, I was, I was going to say, do you want to start with Last of Us? Probably a good idea. Do you want, do you want right. to back end it? Yeah, so let's get into that. So... Thanks to the team over at PlayStation Australia, Max and I were provided a review code of The Last of Us Part 2 Remastered. Uh, we have had it for a little while, but yeah, as I mentioned, due to uh, some scheduling conflicts and me being in a whole different state and no, with none of my recording gear, uh, we weren't able to get the show done, the re recording done in time for an episode of More The Players. So, The Last of Us Part 2 Remastered is exactly that. It's a remastered version of the 2020 game uh, it's where it looked absolutely fantastic on the PlayStation 4. It looks even better now on the PS5. So, it's got it, it's running at, a, at 60 frames. It's probably the big one. It's, I think it's running at a higher resolution as well. But the major things that you'll experience are the alternate 
uh, extras, the alternate modes. And that includes uh, the guitar free play. So if you enjoyed parts of the game the first time where you get to dick around with a guitar, you now get to do that in its own specialty mode, which allows for multiple changes of guitars, multiple changing of, of characters, um, which includes Ali, Joel, and Gustavo, whose name I can never, surname I can never pronounce. He's the composer uh, of the music in The Last of Us, and he is... Uh, Visible, visible in the game, hence we're able to get his render. Uh, the lost levels, which are three separate levels, which is Jackson, the Hunt, and the Sewers, with each of them, uh, each of them being levels or experiences that were cut from the original game, uh, with director commentary explaining what they originally intended to deliver in these lost levels, while also discussing why they were cut which is interesting. And then of course the big one is the no return uh, roguelike mode. Uh, similar to that of God of War Ragnarok Valhalla. It's a, vi it's a rogue mode that came out of nowhere um, that is all designed about playing using the me mechanics, the, ga the, the combat system of the game to be played within that rogue uh, setting. Now, uh, I myself have played probably a couple of hours of the campaign. Max, you have no interest in playing the campaign because uh, he does have himself some good trauma with this game. Not about the context or the content of the story, I should say, or any of the beats. Um, he decided to play it uh, in one sitting in 2020 when we, re we received the early review code and you were like, I'm going to get this done so we can make hit embargo. I'm like, all right, we've got days. And you're like, yeah, I'm going to give it a go. And then you smashed it in the space of like 22 hours or something. Mm. And uh, so you're like, whatever happens, I'm never playing this game again. Or at least yeah, the campaign. Uh, yeah, so I, I have dabbled in the no return mode and I did check out the lost levels. <clears throat> Uh, just obviously so we can talk about it. I did boot up the game. I have played through a portion of the story uh, just to get a feel of how it's, it's it's handling now being a PS5 native game, how it integrates the DualSense controller, how it looks now, how it runs now, how it, all of that, uh, all that, all of that stuff. So I have played a little bit of the campaign, but no, I probably will not see the campaign through to fruition. I'll just be sticking to the... To the roguelike mode. Well, let's let's touch upon that now. So, as as you mentioned, so with the campaign, uh, yeah, it's running at sixty. It's running at that higher resolution. I believe it's four K. Uh, it looks fantastic. The, the for the things that I noticed the the most was the clarity around the the foliage density. So. In the early moments of the game, you are exploring, uh, you're making your way to Seattle uh, and you kind of trudge through a little forest and there is like ferns and shrubberies and, and trees and all these various things that really kind of overload the screen in, an, in a nice way. Very similar to that of uh, Horizon Forbidden West, which had a lot, lot of sort of ground, uh, ground uh, flora. Um, so they're like that, it looks fantastic here. I said it's ru it's running a lot smoother than it did. Like it wasn't horrible back in the day. It did have, I had a pretty good performance experience at, experience back in the day playing it on a PS a PS4 Pro. Um, however, there are the things that I'm noticing here are things like the uh, yeah the increased texture detail is a clearly a big one. Any of the major cutscenes they are as good as you remember because there were a lot of them are pre rendered. Uh, a lot, a lot less pop in than previous and the, in the PlayStation version, but 
what you, what what were your sort of initial impressions as you booted up for that short window of time? Well, I mean, I played the original back on a like OG day PS4. one release OG PS4, so it didn't run great. Like it ran fine, but there was, like you said, there was texture pop in. Uh, the fact that the PlayStation sounded like it was going to explode anytime something happened on screen. Quite um, so the fact that it's just smooth sailing now, everything looks crisp. You hit that, you see, you know, you see those glorious god rays when the sun, mm. when the clouds part in that that opening sequence, and it's just like, it does look fantastic. I mean, it looked fantastic to begin with, but it really does highlight how, like, how far we've come since mm. then. So, one of my original complaints with this was like, it only came out a few years ago. Does it re? Do we really need a remaster of this now? Because it. Uh, did it get a PS5? Was this one it, of the games it, that received so it, it like, got a one of those P- mini PS5 patch? It didn't get a direct PS5 patch per se, Like, but if you were running the PS4 version on a PS5, it did bump it up to about 1440p. Uh, mm. So it did give a little bit of a kick by bringing it, by playing the PS4 version on your PS5. So there was certainly that. Um, yeah. Had that like boost mode. Yeah, essentially like a boost mode. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But no, it does look stunning, and and if you haven't played this game yet, this is kind of the way to play it. Yeah. Um, if you already own it, the the, the ten dollar upgrade fee is kind of twenty bucks. I think it's Australian. I think it's twenty bucks here in Australia. Yeah, is not horrible considering the new content you're getting. Well, because that so um, one of the, the the title of of this episode, yeah, is The Last of Us Part Two Remastered or a Director's Cut, and I think this it's it's that interesting debate in that yes, it's a remastered edition, but it's really no more different than say Death Stranding Director's Cut or uh, the Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut. Like, there's enough here to bump it up to that PS5 version and it looks cool and it plays fantastic and there are some additional extras, but because it's doing the, hey, you can upgrade for 20 bucks sort of approach, I'm like, well, why didn't they just issue it? The Director's Cut name, which they've already have delivered in the past, so there is a known... Uh, like I don't understanding around the use of that mm. term. Why not do that again? Because they've already remastered the first one. So they're trying to keep their naming conventions in line. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably the easiest answer, but um, we'll have a bit more about that in terms of the, of the, of the whole holistic product at the end. But so in the lost levels, as I mentioned, the lost levels are pretty cool. They are rough. Like a lot of animations are missing. There's no voiceover. Uh, there's no certainly no lip sync or anything but they're the interesting ways of looking at at the game so the one is a couple so there's as i mentioned the sewer was one which they essentially cut because it lengthied out uh, an area in the game and just kind of fluffed it out a bit there were some beats in there that were really interesting of like what were they hoping to achieve in doing so a lot of it was based around the world physics um and a couple little character moments but that one easily cuttable kind of forgetful um would you agree yep yep so then the one of the, the, the other ones is uh the jackson party which is uh so uh, spoilers for like the first 10 minutes of the game um it's mentioned that that uh ali kissed uh, another character dina uh, at a party 
this is heading into said party. So the idea is this would be a flashback later on in the game. And in this moment, you are... The, the purpose of it is to demonstrate the normality of Jackson in that mm. you're seeing what people do with the nighttime when they're not panicking and freaking out and, and, and being shitting themselves for their lives. Like, what do they do? And so there's a couple of moments in here where you see a bunch of kids, as kids do, play, playing, reenacting, uh, imitating, and they're imitating a clicker encounter which was really kind of morbid and intense. I think, but I think that's also by design. It's them sort of going, look, this is the world they live in where this is normal. In the yeah. same way that kids would play cops and robbers or doctors, nurses, whatever, this is them, this is them imitating their world. Uh, a couple other things here as well is they, in order to demonstrate, like, once again, like how the violence how the horrors of the world is ingrained in their normality. They made the decision to create little scenarios where you use the same base mechanics that you had for the games, whether it be um, throwing, uh, you know, items or readying weapons or up, you know, but replacing them with something relatively normal, whether it be, you know, throwing a ball to do a little makeshift carnival game uh, or using the the gun upgrade mechanics to fix various drinks at the little bar. So the idea of like the same, the same core principles in a different setting to switch, to circumvent that expectations. What did you think of the use of that? It was good. I'm, <laughs> It, it's it's funny. So obviously, um, you know, repurposing the skeleton of their game to kind of just create little mini games isn't unheard of. Um, what was interesting was pro- probably the amount of use they got out of it, because <clears throat> obviously that, especially in that that Jackson party um, level. <sighs> By the end of it, I kind of just thought it was like I can see why it got cut because it's although that part is kind of important at the at the beginning of the game, it's kind of almost forgotten about as soon as soon as they're finished having that initial discussion of the of of the the alley dinner kiss. Yeah, and the challenge with the error is so, if you choose not to do those little things, you just walk straight through and skip it. Yeah. Well. Yeah, so, and a lot of people, well, I, I don't know, I shouldn't um, I shouldn't say a lot of people, but I know, you know, some people will just do that. They're like, I don't want to play these fluff pieces. I kind of just want to see the story progress. Yeah. And although they haven't gone out of their way to create a whole new mechanic to do that, they, they, like you said, they've just repurposed what's already in the game. Um, it's interesting to see them do that and put that level of thought and care into something like this for something that ultimately one never saw the light of day and two, even if it did may never have reached their audience anyway, mm. kind of thing. I don't Yeah. Yeah. No, it's very, it's a, a very good way to look at it. It's one of those things where, yeah, you can understand why it was cut, especially when you think about games that are so deep, there's all these extra background parts that uh, you never experience. Like, like I'll, I'll look up in another way. So, um, Spider-Man Two, mm-hmm. where you go, when you go to Coney Island, I'm just like, I don't care about these mini games. I want to push through 
the story and get back to swinging as Spuddy. I don't want to fucking ring toss or throw balls in clowns' mouths and all that yeah. crap. I just... It's, but again, I, I don't play games the way everyone else plays games. Some people yeah. do enjoy doing that stuff. But for me, I find them to be mainly tedious time wasters to push out the length of something that doesn't need to be lengthied anyway. So for me, when I head into these games, I look, because I'm seeing them as various, like, you know, using Spider-Man as an example, or Last of Us especially, is these are character moments. I The presumption is those little details are what flesh out the characters, what gives them those nuances, and those things are a little bit different. So... Mm. I tend to do those things because I don't want there to be some dialogue that I missed or some context that I missed. You know, it's, you know what I mean? Like you just kind of mm. have those little like little details of like, oh, well, give me some more understanding of, of the world and their motivations. That's just me. That's just like uh, my enjoyment of, of that little character psychology. I guess. Yes. Speaking of character psychology, the third lost level is the hunt. So this is set. Uh, towards the second third of the game where Allie has experienced a lot of shit. She's in a, in a, in a place where she doesn't have to do with that shit so much anymore. And she's on the hunt for this wild boar. Now, what they hope to deliver in this encounter was to demonstrate like, is Allie hunting this for food or is she hunting it for an alternate, like a, a more, ulterior motive like a more extreme purpose like is this you know her using it to unleash this part of her that that's had to be trapped for a little while um and they do that by demonstrating like how you're stalking this very clearly panicked boar and then it ends in a such a way that like the boar is like as the the closest to what a boar could beg for its life would be and mm. you know ali's still kind of goes you know a bit harsh on it it's going to see her break is sort of the idea uh mute in the chat mentions like moby dick um i actually remember the moby dick story is that accurate um i don't know because this is the only lost level that i haven't played <gasps> yet uh that's cool but for me yeah i like the idea because I, I like it with the context of what the of the de- of the development developer com- commentary is really painted that scenario different for me. Had they not explained those things, mostly because the level was incomplete, I wouldn't have picked up on the major like the subtle points. The major points are pretty give- easy to see, but those mm. little details because they explain like why they chose this spa- space, why they would why they put the markers here. That's very fascinating. Yeah. But let's get into, like I said, the, the big selling point with the lack of The Last of Us online, as, as we know, know now, that has been cancelled. The only thing that we have is that an equivalent to factions is... It's not even remotely close to an equivalent of factions. Not even, literally, it's the only equivalent we have on PlayStation 5. It is no return. It is the survival roguelike mode. Come, as, as I mentioned, coming off the back of God of, God of War, Ragnarok, Valhalla, there were pretty big shoes to fill. And in some ways, I believe it does, if you like Last of Us Combat. But if you go in expecting God of War, Valhalla, so Ragnarok, Valhalla, you will be most definitely disappointed. 
Now, Max, as the the more seasoned rogue like player out of the two of us, how have you found it? I honestly don't know how I feel about it. So I've done three or four runs at this point. I've unlocked a few characters. Uh, so every count, every mm, sorry, every character plays differently. So they 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 have their initial setups well, are different. Well, yeah, so you have kind well. of heroes in like a hero based sort of game. Yeah, like Ali and Joel and 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 Abby and like Lev and Dina, Yara, Mel, all, and all of them, all of the all the people that you meet throughout the game, all the main core cast. Mm, they're all playable characters in this. So you pick a character to begin with and. Each player has a base inventory, a pl- a recommended playstyle or, or like a themed playstyle of how that character should be played, and then traits, which are kind of like your perks to a degree. Uh, to unlock new characters, you essentially just do runs with characters that you've unlocked, and you unlock the new the new people. <clears throat> it's very straightforward. Uh, from memory, I think there's three separate mission types as you uh, so yeah, as you go so down the three. Uh, assault, hunted, and essentially like oh, what's the other one? Yeah, I, I can't think of it either. I know that assault and hunted. So assault is essentially you kill waves of enemies. Yep. Uh, each each uh, wave refresh, there is a supply a supply drop. You go pick up your supplies. The next wave comes in. Hunted is you're trying to survive for as long as you possibly can. There's a timer. Once the timer runs out, you succeed the mission and people are hunting you. So the louder you are, the more likely they are to find you. Once someone spots you once, they, they're like, hey, they're over here. And then everyone comes over, tries to tries to mess your day up. And then the last one is, oh, why can't I think of it? It's something. Uh, and then after each encounter... Uh, similar to that of um, Slay the Spire, you select a tree to go down for your next mission, and each mission has its own reward. So after each mission, so there, you go there back are to your... 14 possible levels in each Yeah. Room. So after each mission, you go back to your base, you take the rewards you got from the mission, and you buy some stuff. So there's the... Well, what do they call it? Is it the market, the market post or yeah, something like yeah. that? And that's, yeah. Gives you a random selection of guns, weapons, equipment, usables, stuff like that to purchase for your next mission, or you can re-roll that post. Uh, you get the, the little pill things from the actual game that that that, that uh, you the supplements, to, whatever they call them. Thank you, supplements. Thank you. I couldn't think of the word. <laughs> you get supplements as you go through. They are used to purchase and upgrade your traits, so you can do that when you're back at base. And then, obviously, supplements can also be a mission reward for completing the missions as you go down the tree. And eventually, you get to the end of the tree, which I somehow have yet managed to do, and I believe there's a boss encounter at the end. I have. The game plays like any other. <laughs> it's weird. So you're essentially just playing more of the Last of Us combat, where you're just playing combat. These these missions last only a few minutes. They're all very very short or as long from memory. As you need as long as you choose. As, yeah, as long as you need, for, especially for the assault ones, where they don't finish until you finish all clearing all the waves. But they're very quick, self-contained missions set in random locations as you go through. You can kind of play however you want to play. If you want to play it stealthy, you can get stuff done a little bit quicker. If you want to go guns blazing, the 
game doesn't punish you for doing that it just you're just making it harder on yourself but again depending on which character you pick to begin your run you're locked to that character until you until the run's finished but each character kind of does have their own strength and weak strengths and weaknesses depending on what play style you want to play mm-hmm. um so you know don't pick a character that's you know has increased hearing and stealth movement if you're just going to run around like a headless chook and shoot everyone anyway so kind of pick your battles play to your strengths it's fun but i don't personally i don't see it having a lot of staying power because although there's 14 missions per run and there's x amount of characters to unlock you're kind of just playing the same thing over and over again uh, which is fair to that is what a roguelike is, but a lot of roguelikes that succeed tend to have vastly different runs each time based on their RNG of what you can possibly get. Whereas because there's such a finite equipment pool for The Last of Us, you kind of know what you're going to do with what you're going to get. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't know if I'm... No, no, you're, you're absolutely correct. So the challenges that this game has, as you mentioned, is like the, the, there is limited things in, in what you can do because the combat is, yeah, it's either it's either stealthy or it's guns blazing. There's very mm. not much. There's not really a whole lot in the middle. Now, I quite enjoy the combat of The Last of Us Part 2, so playing it here again certainly wasn't a detriment to me. I, I enjoyed it. Now, having once again come off the back of, of, of Ragnarok Valhalla, I mean, which is all about going in, in, in like with complete chaos, Kratos energy, what I enjoyed here was that slow, stealthy approach. Like it's the same principles, probably, but I'm having to be more, mat- uh, more meticulous, more thought, you know, putting more thought yeah, into cool. it, etc. Right? Like, so I finished. Uh, I've done a full run, and I've taken out the big boss at the end, which was cool. And then I, you know, I've, I've not really attempted to go back, uh, mostly because since I came back from Newcastle, I've had my son, and he's probably not the best to be watching uh, The Last of Us. Um, oh, excuse me. But you are correct. The pool of items uh, is relatively small. Uh, so you have like, you know, handgun, your shotgun, a rifle, a bow, like all the things that you kind of know. So like once you work out what you enjoy, you're just going to keep trying to roll those or just work with what you've got until you get what you want. Um. Mm. For me, the thing that keeps me going in roguelikes is the story. But that's because in terms of the games that I enjoy, what I love is story and character experience, right? Where someone like yourself, Max, who is a lot more gameplay driven, you are more likely to enjoy a lot of games that I wouldn't like destiny or whatever, as an example, I know there's story, but all the kind of the raids and the, and etc are all about the good gameplay. So with Ragnarok, it was easy because it, every run you're getting more incredible in-depth story. Same as Hades, no matter how many times you die in Hades, there always seems to be more story. So, like, those are the examples I would go, oh, this is the kind of roguelike experience that I enjoy. So, I was a little disheartened to not have that here, but knowing full well that the story of The Last of Us Part 2 or The Last of Us in general is so 
purpose built for that main campaign and that experience. I didn't expect it to be wider, I guess, in the same way that, say, Ragnarok Valhalla was. But when you're looking at an experience like Valhalla, which was free and awesome, when you look over at, you know, No uh, no Return, Siakadically, it's 20 bucks if you already have the game, but it's not quite as good. I imagine if it was the other way around, like Last of Us came out first, then Ragnarok, Ragnarok would still be liked more, but I don't think No Return would look as rough. It's not rough though. It plays really well. And it, it, like all those things are fantastic. I say well, rough. So that's, into, that's, rough, rough that's the other right thing way. is though, like they didn't remaster God of War. Yeah. And re-release it for a new system. They just gave you DLC. Yeah. Whereas here, although you're getting new DLC and some unreleased stuff, you are still getting a remaster. So that 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 small upgrade fee seems less yeah, seems easier to justify. Yeah, like it's better than them p- making you pay eighty bucks or something crazy, mm-hmm. right? Um, but it is one of those things where. Especially nowadays, like the idea of just remastering a game isn't enough, and understandably so. So you need the game plus the extras, and the extras here are really good in terms of like the 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 roguelike mode is is fun and exciting. The lost levels are good for one run, like you are never going to touch them again. Yeah, the guitar free play mode. If you know guitar, if you know chords, and like how a chord structure of a song would be. Why are you playing it here? Mm. You know what I mean? Yep. So, it is, so the, the only real benefit is that no return mode, which is great if you love the combat. So if you were someone that played a butt-ton of factions, you would enjoy this because you enjoy the combat, but it doesn't deliver near on any of the awesome systems that the factions did in terms or, of that longer ongoing experience. Or other player interaction, yeah. So it is one of those tough things where it, let's head into our final thoughts about about this. So I truly adore Last of Us Part Two. I loved it in 2020. I still think it is the best game of that year. It is one of the best stories ever told in in games in terms of its level of depth, its intricacy, and its understanding that not all games have to be fun. They made a choice to tell a very serious, gut-wrenching, and painful story, and they chose to use the narrative of games to do so. It's actually quite like Kojima-esque in that fashion, right? And they were like, oh, you know, Kojima makes essentially makes movies as games. This here as we saw proven with the Last of Us HBO series, this is great TV. This is great movies as a game with just even better looking. Uh, It runs fantastic. And you've got some extras. Are those extras more or worth like to you? I'd certainly worth the 20 bucks that you'd get as the upgrade. But if you've never played it before, this is the best best way to play it. Now, because one of the things we talked about a while ago is like, oh, why would they do this? The answer is PS5s are selling like hotcakes. The Last of Us TV series is, is out and incredibly popular. Just won a stack of Emmys. So if anyone does happen to buy a PS5, they can now get The Last of Us Part 1 and Part 2 in their best possible versions 
on that one console. And for that reason alone, I'd recommend it if you with an asterisk, of course. Uh, the old asterisk recommend asterisk what, recommendation. How about yourself and your your yeah? Like I said earlier, the <laughs> Sony's done this back and forth with what they've deemed worthy of the upgrade path versus the buy it again. Um, I'm glad this fell in the upgrade path section, but again, like I said, you know, if you haven't played this, this is kind of a nice way to play this game. If you're playing on PS5, <clears throat> um, if you're only paying the, the, the upgrade cost, I think fact, I think no return is worth the money alone. Hmm. I think you could get enough play value out of it to warrant your time versus money uh, equation. Um, but yeah, if you definitely haven't played this game, this this is this is an easy recommend of best way to play it and should be played in this format. Excellent. Well, if you, if you have or haven't picked up The Last of Us Part Two remastered, let us know in the comments below. We'd love to hear hear from you and find a bit more understanding. Now, Max. You're going to do something a little bit different. We just talked about a PlayStation game for the longest time. There's a game that you have been playing this week that ain't it. It ain't on a PlayStation console, but you have to talk about it because it has seemed to have consumed your existence. And I hopefully one day it does make its way across. <laughs> hopefully. That would be nice, wouldn't it? Uh, so I have been playing Pal World like apparently everyone else in the world these days. Um, it released in early access... What, two days ago? I did release on Games Pass uh, alongside Steam. It was the most wished, it was the second most wish listed game on Steam right behind Hades. Uh, it is the game that everyone is referring to as Pokemon with Guns. Mm -hmm. uh, and it kind of is. So, at its core, Power World is a survival game akin to that of Ark. Conan, uh, the forest, like any of those survival games yeah. where you build your base, you go out, you like slay monsters, you level online, up. sort of. Yeah. yeah. Ark's probably the best, the best, the best one. And instead of dinosaurs, there, there's pals, which look remarkably close to Pokemon, Digimon, however you want, however you want to phrase it. You capture these pals in pal spheres. The slightly bigger Pokeballs, different colors. It's fine. And you put them to work in your base. So each of the pals have different skill sets, have different attributes. Some will help you craft things. Some will help plant your crops. Some will water your crops. Some will harvest your crops. They go pretty far in this game uh, to the point where there's there's two other factions in the game, uh, human and like NPC, like humanoid factions. One are essentially thugs who go out and try and kill all the pals. Mm -hmm. And the other are the police of the island. And if you assault people, they will hunt you down mercilessly. Uh, one of the big issues with this game at the moment is you can, for some reason, capture the humans in your PAL spheres. Then they too become PALs, and you can put them to work in your various fields and other things that you can do. You can sell them to merchants. 
They're, well, one of the parts of the tech tree is the, the butcher's knife. You can butcher your pals to gain their either skins, pelts, any droppable items that they may carry. Can you get human pelts? And then they just disappear forever and you can't get them back. Uh, the tech tree is pretty crazy. Uh, as MGB puts in the chat, there's a cute little penguin looking dude. You can shoot them out of rocket launchers. It's, they die when you shoot them. Up, but yeah. You can do them. It's, it's uh, I can't believe it's not pip up. Um, so I spent like eight-ish straight hours on launch night playing. I had an absolute blast, built my little base, went out and caught some pals, flew around on my giant bird, took on some bosses, fought the, what is blatantly a gym leader. I think they call them like tower bosses. So essentially there's multiple towers across the island. You go and verse the bosses. The bosses are one human and their pal. So I went in with my pal and I tossed him out and I ended up just, you know, soloing the boss by myself with my trusty crossbow because my pal was useless and underleveled compared to the, the, the boss that I was fighting. The game's real fun. The game is real fun. It's got farming you should come play. It's, it's got farming that you don't even have to do. You can make other people do it for you. Um, so if you go and explore, it's it, you don't neglect your farming duties because they're just done for you. Oh, okay, that's pretty cool. But then when you come when you come back and you want to take over, you can. All right. Well, as long as there's the option for me to do said farming, then I'm a little bit more intrigued. But yeah, I'm having a blast with it. So I guess one. I normally and normally I don't like survival games. Yeah. I find them tedious and uh, uh, time-consuming and all of that other BS. (laughs) And this kind of alleviates that by having the fact that your stuff gets keeps working without you while you're not there because of the pals in your base. So two major questions. Uh, The first one. As you mentioned, th- this genre of game doesn't normally tickle your interest. Do you believe that the use of them, at, uh, you know, these little uh, like Pokemon s characters, is what's getting you across the line? Maybe like the novelty of it. I think. It, I think it's the novelty of like I can play Pokemon, but also take part in the battles myself. Yeah is yeah is kind of cool and my second question is Doug Bowser about to sue somebody I don't think so like these things don't evolve they don't like um there's definitely you can definitely see some similarities as a lot of people have posted about on X that they're you know setting up side by side stuff but I mean it's not like it hasn't been done before yeah um, there was Temtem a couple of years ago. Um, there was, oh, there's been so many. Like there, there really has been so many. So for, uh, part two of this question is a game like this just further demonstrating Game Freak's inability to creativity. change, grow, be creative or pun intended, evolve their franchise. I mean, green is the desire of people to want to pick up and play this because it's like Pokemon, but better in that it's not the same shit for the last 30 years. That's it. For the longest time, everyone has wanted that open world Pokemon game. Yeah. 
like that 3D open world Pokemon game. And this is that, but with slightly more violence because you can shoot and do things to the, 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 the pals. So, yeah. I mean, you know, I saw some stats earlier today. For a game that launched on Game Pass in the first in the first 48 hours, it sold 3 million copies. Pretty good. That's quite, uh, quite good, actually. But is that on it, on, it, on Nintendo exclusively? Uh, no. So I would imagine these are Steam sales. Okay. Uh, I was going to say because it's one of those things where it's like, oh, that's a boon to to Microsoft, but it really isn't. It has a peak of eight hundred and fifty five thousand concurrent players Damn. on Steam alone. Damn. It's ha- it is currently the game, uh, the highest survival genre game. To ever peak that, like the highest concurrent players ever in the survival genre, mm-hmm. and it's currently the most played game on Steam above Counter Strike Two and Defense of the Ancients. Holy shit, that's legit. Well, like, so if that it, doesn't tell you that there is a clear demand um, for this style of game, right? Yeah, it's crazy. Well, my wife keeps walking past, and she's like, "Why are you playing Fortnite, Pokemon?" Ooh, that's that's probably a good way to explain it, isn't it? I'm like, yeah, it's not bad. So as it stands, is Pal World a Max Cooper recommends? I mean, if you've got Games Pass, like, try it. <laughs> it's, well, there's no detriment to trying it, but I'm I'm having a blast with it. Awesome. Just waiting for my friends to get back from back to Sydney so I can uh it's a squad. Set up a server. Yeah. Nice. Squad um, goals. What else have I been playing this week? So, uh, I did jump into Jurassic World Evolution. Evolution? Yeah. Two. I mean, so it is the RTS, uh, essentially theme park builder of Jurassic Jurassic Park. Yeah. Where the first one uh, is set on like one of the islands of, you know, the Isla Nublar sauna, whatever. Uh, This is set after the events of Jurassic World Dominion, where there are dinosaurs now everywhere. So the campaign takes place in like uh, the first two areas are Arizona and Washington. So it's like, oh, you you are in like literally the outer middle of nowhere of America and you can find dinosaurs in the wild. And that's how you, rather than having to breed them, uh, you can just find them in the wild. Like you start exploring the surrounding areas and oh, look, it's a baryonyx. Oh, look, it's some stegosauruses. Oh, sweet. You know, so it's a little bit different in that sense. But as my, as my son's really enjoying uh, Jurassic Park and dinosaurs, so we've been playing it together and we've been, na- you know, having some naming conventions with 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 the with the dinosaurs like he's naming them after after us as family members so there's like you know uh, there's a there's a like a trio of uh triceratops um and they're named james which is my son phoebe which is my partner and charlie which is uh my partner's cat so my son is in love with charlie he is such a fan of him like it's absolutely crazy so when we had the choice of like you know one of the three is the alpha he's like well charlie's the alpha dad so of course, Charlie the cat 
is the alpha of our little triceratops. And that's a ton of fun. Uh, today, uh, so yesterday I did go head over to your place, Max, and got the, the custody of the VR, uh, for myself because I went to attempt to play Foglands today. It kept wigging out and it threw me into the ground and I was like, I'm going to come back to this later <laughs> for whatever reason it wasn't working. But while I did have it on, I did jump into Resident Evil 4 remake in VR uh, I didn't near violently hurl like I did in eight. So that's a good sign. I like the use of the knife and the gun. And, you know, I, I it's fantastic. It, it's absolutely brilliant. I do would hope to spend some more time in it. But having not played VR in a while, like I certainly don't have my VR legs. Uh, I didn't, so didn't want to hurl, but I was like, ooh, this is, a, this is an experience I have most certainly forgotten. That's pretty fun. Mm. Uh, outside of that, I really like not, not, not a whole lot. No, not really. What about yourself? Anything else? Nah, not really. Not too bad at all. Well, in that case, let's just get the section we call Inform the Players. We tell you about what happened this week in PlayStation. Not much, everybody. Yeah, it's pretty quiet week. All right. The only real, like, proper Sony-related news this week was uh, a very surprising refund confusion going on. So, as we all know, Last of Us Part 2 Remastered is currently out, and it looks like plenty of PlayStation 5 players want to get hurt all over again and relive Naughty Dog's tragic masterpiece. Yeah, if you get re- yeah, if you're ready to cry, go, go to town. <laughs> but apparently, enough people are getting confused by the whole upgrade path that Sony, as a gesture of goodwill perhaps, is issuing refunds to those who got caught up and purchased the entirety of the game again at full price. As reported by Mr... Mr. Poyo one on Twitter, Sony has preemptively started refunding players who purchased the full the full price version of The Last of Us Part 2 Remastered and own the PS4 version on the same PlayStation Network profile. Probably Sony is just trying to preempt the inevitable headache it must deal with whenever an upgrade situation arises rather than an overtly benevolent act, but the company's customer support would likely be inundated with refund requests anyway, so perhaps automating the entire ordeal is less of a hassle. So it seems that if you own the game digitally, it'll ping the server and be like, hey, you didn't really need to purchase this whole damn thing again. Refund pay for the pay the upgrade i do quite like that like as a system i really enjoy that would they use it more often yeah probably not you know what i mean it just i think it's just the, this scenario of this particular game and this game's history um especially around a sort of uh tumultuous reception uh it's probably it's a, definitely a smart t- t- call by playstation to be like all right cool we don't want to like add more uh turbulence to the reception of last of us part two especially this remaster Let's get in there. Because like, I know there's been times where I've like, I've bought, I don't know, DLC or something. And it's like, oh, you know, I buy the, I had the game and then I buy like the ultimate edition or something. And it's like, oh, too fucking bad. You know, it, yes, yeah. we know you, we, yes, we know you owned it, but uh, suck a dick, I guess. <laughs> but is this something that we're going to see more of? Likely not. Likely not indeed. Max, uh, when you play games... How often do you get into the new game plus side of things? Um, a fair bit, actually. Oh, really? In games that have them, I tend to new game plus it. Excellent. Well, I'm not really a big new game plus guy. Like, my son does it a lot with Spider-Man, but um, you and him- New game plus doesn't exist yet. Yeah, which which he's just finished seven times instead of just doing new game plus. Hurry up, Insomniac. Also, shout out to my son for uh, finding the block glitch, even though I swear they said they patched it out. 
I swear they did. But um, don't get your hopes up, Max. Don't get too excited about New Game Plus because I hopefully it doesn't continue outside of this game. But the New Game Plus is a staple of many games, but especially the the Yakuza slash Like a Dragon games for literal decades. And yet the upcoming installment, Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth, is locking the feature behind an additional paywall. By the looks of it, at time of t- time of discussion, Infinite Wealth's new game plus mode is exclusive to the quote Master Vocation end quote DLC bundle, which is included in the game's deluxe and ultimate editions. W- edition, sorry, which are being sold for an additional fifteen and forty dollars respectively. Now, presumably, that's US. Yes. Again, past like a dragon titles have simply included new game plus by default. There's very little doubt here that Sega is ripping an existing feature from a base release in order to push sales for a more expensive products. Now, I have a feeling that this has been done before. I don't agree with it, but I feel it's been done before. I don't know with the new game plus. Mm. I, don't, I don't know. I think there's certainly been access to it before. Like, as in mm. like, you know, you might get the new game plus later had you not bought it, but like mm. having it exclusively behind it, I don't think so. Uh, mute yeah, yeah, mute yeah. in the chat says, yes, Yakuza 7 tried to do it also. Uh, MGB's theory is that uh, is that since the game it will be on Xbox Game Pass, Sega does want a bit of extra cash, which is understandable, seeing as we are very aware and the data has proven over the last couple of months that no one buys games on, my, on Xbox anymore. So if you want to make any money on that platform, this is the shit you got to do. Will you, if this becomes a common, now we, uh, we hope to check out Like a Dragon, but I've never really played them before, but this is more of a discussion around the whole having to pay for new game plus. Uh, is this something would, you would do? No, I think if I had to pay for new game plus, I just wouldn't use it. <clears throat> like if I have to play to pay your, if I have to pay to play your game again a second time, with the benefits of keeping all the stuff that I've already unlocked, that kind of that kind of feels yeah. dirty. See, I'm really bad at finishing games the first time, and I don't really have the time and/or attention because fucking. Like, could you imagine great. if FromSoft were like, ah, oh, guess what? Every time you go into a new game plus, you got to pay us ten bucks. They would make so much money because you dorks would pay it. <laughs> Please don't do that. <laughs> all right, let's talk about breaking record oh let's go hogwarts legacy has ended a 14 year streak that saw either a call of duty game or a title from rockstar games named the best selling game of the year in the usa the harry potter game has been named the best selling game of 2023 in the new data from sakana beating call of duty modern warfare 3 it's not known how many copies the game has sold in the usa alone but worldwide worldwide sales are at 22 million at the end of last year. The record Hogwarts Legacy has beaten dates back to 2009, when Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, the PlayStation 3 version, was named the best-selling game of the year. Since then, either an entry in the FPS franchise or a Rockstar game developed title has sold best in the USA. GTA 5 topped the list in 2013, and then Red Dead Redemption 2 did the same in 2018. Other than the two open worlders from Rockstar Games, the USA's best-selling game has always been the Call of Duty title every year since 2009. So, look, we played the Hogwarts Legacy. 
we enjoyed it for what it was. You're a big Harry Harry Potter or, or a, the Wizarding World mm-hmm. fan. Now, as we mentioned before, neither of us are really big fans of the individual that made them, and and then her belief systems. But what I think this is like is the game good? Yeah. Is it this good? No. It is not like this level of. To be fair, was it better than this year's Call of Duty? Yes. yes. <laughs> oh, most definitely. <laughs> and I think that's the thing. So, like, but there has been years like where, like, Call of Duty Ghost is an example, which is well, uh, up until now, well believed to be the shittiest Call of Duty game, still was able to be one of the most success- the most successful game of that year. So, I I believe that this game this the reason this game sold so much was purely as a desire to fight back against the the very outspoken individuals within the game space that decided to to push against this game. Now, political beliefs aside, they they essentially just did the Barbara, Barbara Streisand effect. Everyone mm. said, you shouldn't buy this game. And they went, fuck off. You can't tell me what to do and did it anyway. This game could have been hot garbage. And I guarantee you people would have done the same thing. And a lot of it is because as we've become more divided as a overall society, which is not good, and this tribalism is getting worse and worse and worse, and people are connecting their part of the tribe to their sense of identity, we're doing this. And, mm. going to be honest, this clearly demonstrates that many of the people that were so adamant that they weren't going to buy it in or play it. Full of shit. Probably did. You know what I mean? There's enough There's enough numbers here that went, ah, oh, yeah, I bought it, eh? <laughs> Like it has to be, right? It has to be. Yeah, yeah. Has to be. Now, once again, the other the other interesting thing here, just a fun part to note: uh, majority of the individuals that were that would have been complaining or standing up and saying they weren't going to play this game were all people that are in the games media, who likely would have got review codes anyway. So, even us, we're like, this game was fine. Did we contribute to buying it? No, nah, we got a review code. <laughs> so, like, does that, that that tends to not count towards the total? Mm. So, uh, yeah, interesting. What's your thoughts on it, Max? Being the big fan of the Harry Potters. I mean, to be fair, it's just nice to not see fucking Call of Duty on their phones. Yeah, there is it going to be an ongoing trend? No, probably not. Call of Duty will be back next year. Well, if well, it comes out, if we'll see what happens. Oh, no, it no. won't be back next year because fucking GTA 6 Yeah, GTA 6 will be back next year, so they're instantly <laughs> disrupted. Um, but, like, what the, be- what the will it break this year, I should say, because I've got it's 2024 no. now? No. Mm, I don't know. I don't know what this year is going to be. Not unless, not unless, like, Dragon's Dogma or Final Fantasy just sells, like, gangbusters. Yeah. Uh, like, Rebirth may do well, but I ain't going to do that much. And then, but then you've got the Rebirth is locked to a single console, whereas fucking Call of Duty will... To anyone, yeah, they are. They are. They are quite um, whorish. Uh, <laughs> uh, Mutant the chat does add. Uh, yeah, it is good, but it's not super incredible. It's a solid B game. I, look, I'd say that it's a good like a B plus. I'd say, I think there's a lot of great things there. 
Uh, hey, my motto, I don't listen to people if I can mop them on on the floor in games. Then you should probably listen to this, stop listening to this show mute because uh, both Max and I are pretty, tra- oh, actually, I can't speak for Max. I'm pretty trash at games. Depends on what game. <laughs> yeah, it depends on the game. I'm pretty poo hole at them, so uh, it depends. But one game that I am unreasonably good at, mostly because I've spent so much time playing the fucking game. I thought you were going to say so much money on DLC. And also so much money on DLC is Rock Band 4. So the iconic multiplayer rhythm game Rock Band 4, developed and made by Harmonics, is getting one final DLC offering. Despite first launching on PS4 back in 2015, no specifics on what exactly the pack would entail were shared, but it's out next week on the 25th of January. I think last time they shut the down, they did American Pie with the idea of the day the music died. Yep. I, don't, I don't know what they'll be doing this time. But um, don't stop the music. <laughs> yeah, you can't stop the music. Uh, Harmonic shared the happy news what, in a press release, which reflects on the journey players and developers have shared over the years. Rest assured that despite the game's... Uh, v- Venerable. Thank you. Ven- I'm using big words there, Max. Venerable age. Online play, quote, will continue as normal, end quote, for the foreseeable future. Because they've got epic money, so there's no way they're shutting down them servers. Uh, speaking of players who have already amassed sizable audio collections, this guy, the developer said, many of you reading this own a good chunk of content, and we remain committed to protecting that investment to be very clear. You can play the songs you own within the Rock Band 4 as long as you like. The developer has been working to make musical uh, musical magic happened to Fortnite the last few, the few, last few years. Plans for both uh, officially supported rock band instruments as well as licensed third-party gear for use in said Fortnite festival are already in the works. Now, Max, you and I have a very deep love for um, the rock band franchise. I have like close to a thousand songs on my PS4 version. Uh, sorry, but however, I did sadly lose a good handful of them when I transferred them from my PS4 to my PS5. I don't know what the fuck happened, but I lost some of them, including my beloved hymn. Uh, their their three songs were lost and it breaks my heart because they, they were fun to play. Um, and, there, and there are some that will never get back. Like I want the fucking Fleetwood Mac pack, God damn it. God damn it. Well, so I ran into the trouble where I originally started rock, my rock band career on Xbox. You did. So when I moved to PlayStation, I can't get any of the old rock band one, two, three content. Like I, I had it all. I had Beatles, Green Day, everything. Loved it. Loved it all. And it's all gone. Mm. It's all gone. I wish, I said it to you, I wish they would do one final hurrah and be like, do you want to do you want to buy those fucking rock band one two three packs? Yeah, it's you, the, you want it's them? We will fifty bucks. You get all. We will them. sell them to you. Yeah, we'll sell them to you. But they won't. They won't. So because the chat asks, really, you can't re-download them. You can re-download them as long as they're still available on the store. Um, yeah. Because there are some that are removed for various licensing agreements. So even if you owned them and had them downloaded, you're fine. But getting them back, that on the other hand, that's a little bit challenging. So with the example that Fleetwood Mac pack. You, I, you could have bought it then, but as it's no longer purchasable now, the only way you would get it is if you had already previously owned it. Yeah, which um, it bums me out. But yeah, look, I, I, it's one of those things where I don't play it all that often. The official end of the of the plastic guitar era again, for now. Yeah, listen, I, I, no joke. 
I literally have the um, – there's only one account that I have the little favorites starred on my Facebook feed, and that is Rock Band. And the reason being is I want to see what the next DLC is so that I can go and go, oh, that's pretty good. I'll download that. Just in case that banger comes out that you fucking miss. Exactly. I'm like, oh, play shit. With, yeah, I want that. You so bad that you- <laughs> it did. It really did. Because like – I discovered like the the Fleetwood Mac uh, like the album Rumors only a couple of years ago, and I fell absolutely in love with it. I think it's one of the best albums ever made. So I was like, I got to put this in Rock Band. Why the fuck can't I get this Rock Band? It's like, oh, it's available if you'd already bought. I'm like, can I just buy it now? You could you could ask me for fifty bucks, and I'd pay those I'd pay those three fucking songs. Like, let me do it. Let me pay for the songs. Same as yourself. Like, oh, let me just, you know, I'll pay the ACDC yeah. rock band. Like, I'll pay 20 bucks. Let me get the green grass and high tides from Rock Band 2. Yeah. Just let me have it. And the problem is because they're all PS3 games, you can't buy them brand new. So the codes have already likely all been, the used. been used. Yeah. 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 Generate me some codes, harmonics. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, if I was smart, I would have bought a controller in here and done a good, you know, 10 second clickety clack salute. Like, in Mine's memory. literally right behind me. You might even, oh no, it's behind the mirror. Oh, no, it's back there. You may not be able to see. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> so I'm going to do a bit of, you know. Well, I've been, tr- Wait, I've been trying on. to connect it. I've been trying to connect it to my PC, but my PC Bluetooth is just like, oh, no, thank you. I don't want to do that. I can do it. You know, you know, rock band guitars don't clickety clack, right? I have the drum set in here as well. I was going to say you're aware that the rock band guitar doesn't clickety clack, right? In memory. Oh, he's so good. He can even play rock band. Acoustically. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, I'm trying to remember. Like bulls on parade, I could play without like even thinking about it. But yeah, Come there on, you do go. The, do the, the through the fire and the flames tap. <laughs> We will miss you, Rock Band 4. Pour, I'd pull one out for the homies, but I have carpet and it's not the safest bet. This is this is the so this is the original Rock Band 1 um, guitar. Uh, you have the lovely blue one that came with Rock Band 4. So yes. this one is a little bit fucked. As you can see, the whammy bars all kind of jacked. Um, it's only thing, I don't even think it works anymore. I think it's straight nothing up there. Like, nothing like a good old rubber band around the bottom won't fix. Yeah. <laughs> but I do have like, you know, the drums with like the, the, the pro, the process with all the symbols and I have the keyboard and like all the different things from, from various versions over time. But, um, that's a, that's a good clicky clack in memoriam in memoriam. <laughs> Uh, well, joining the final DLC from Rock Band next week are these games. That's How PS5. Well done, Max. That's a great segment. I fucking nailed that, didn't I? How PS5, January 23rd. Apollo Justice, Ace Eternity Trilogy, Ooh. PS4, Jan 25. Tekken 8, yeah. PS5, January 26th. And Like a Dragon, Infinite Wealth, which you'll need if you want New Game Plus, <laughs> PS4 and PS5, Gen 26. The answer is clear as day is Tekken 8 for two reasons. One, okay. it looks great. And we played it at PAX and it was awesome. Number two, they announced this week. Was this week or last week? I think it was this last week. week. It was the, last week that I was Whoa. like, 
I even joked with the uh, our, our uh, mate who works there, the PR rep, and he's like, "Yeah, what do you think? I'm like, this game's great, but I'm not going to buy it." And he goes, "Why?" I'm like, "Eddie Gordo's not in it, mate. Like, <laughs> the game can eat a dick until that release." He's like, "Cool, you're not getting a code." I'm like, "That's totally fair," because I only wanted if there's Eddie in it. <laughs> And today, like this week, they they announced they, they yeah. went, "Hey, the first character from the DLC is Eddie Gordo." So I literally messaged him. I emailed him like, "Hey, man, uh, look, my my plans have changed. Tekken Eight looks really sweet now." can we get a review code and he responds with look the second i got that news i put you on the list like thanks man (laughs) 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 as long as they get yoshimitsu like then you're in well he was the last he was the last character named for the for the core because he's so good he's cool oh he saved the best for last like after playing street fighter last year Street Fighter 6 was a fucking great experience. Street Fighter 6 was awesome. Tekken is the series that I adore in terms of fighting. Everyone's like, oh, I'm a Street Fighter kid from way back. Tekken 3, which out of like the handful of like original PS1 games I still have on the shelf over there, I adored that game. I maxed that and completed it like a thousand times. Every character, just so I could unlock like Kuma and uh, like and the little crocky dude, the little crocodile man who's never gone. Yon, yeah. And then the beach ball, I did a stack on. I time trialed everyone. Like I and that little like side scroller beat him up part that was sick. Oh my god, I love Tekken. Yeah, like, goddamn. Remember that really shit character in Tekken Three, Doctor Boskonovich, who couldn't stand up properly. Yeah. He just fall over, and he's like, "Why? Could, could, I hate you so much." Yeah. <laughs> but like this game looks fantastic. Like so, the we played the beta semi recently, and it looks. There's a there's a demo available. Yeah. Y'all should play the demo. Yeah, play the demo. Yeah. I like I like how Paul has always had various like up hair. He has long hair down now. He's he's finally let his hair down. Yeah, he's finally let yeah. He looks all like rough and old shit. All these years he's finally chill. Yeah. That's the answer. The answer is that because dear fucking god we want to play that so hard and even then max because you're you're we were discussing this the other day you want to you want 2024 to be the year of max playing fighting games for some reason i think there's a fair few fighting games coming out this year that i'm keen to check out so you had street fighter last year and then you uh, also mentioned you want to play mortal kombat one which we never did mortal kombat one which i never got around to there's Tekken 8 i'm pretty sure there's a bunch of weeby fighting there was a weeby one you mentioned to me yesterday uh yeah Jujutsu Kaisen Cursed Clash, I think is out like the second of February. Um I'm keen. I'm keen. I'm just gonna play a bunch of fighting games this year. That's the dream. Alright, you're gonna get a you're gonna get a stick as well. Play, I, I, no, do you know how expensive they are? Look, look. I got a, so I've got a I've got a friend over in Japan at the moment. He's like, check this out. And he sent me a photo of like this gigantic fucking arcade stick. He's like it's three hundred dollars tax free. I'm like, no. <laughs> I mean, yes, but no. Well, you know, in, in terms of the saga of Max's parents playing video games, um, your <laughs> I dad. My parents, I didn't convince my parents to buy a fight stick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, your dad picked himself up a racing wheel and a shifter and all this nonsense. This this way, he's today. Yeah, he's like the best one to get. I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't have one. So I'm buying one today. He got home right. He looked like a. He looked like. A, <laughs> <are> you, <laughs> he looked like Christmas. He had a face of Christmas. Meeting grin on his face when mum took some photos of him putting it in the car. He gets it home and he's like, "I've got nowhere to mount it. What the fuck am I gonna do?" <laughs> and I'm like, 
Have you got like a fold-out card table? He's like, I do. And then he just disappeared for 10 minutes trying to find this card. <laughs> he's on this video call and he's like, fuck you. And just left. He's, he's, got, he's got it set up and he's sitting there with a fucking bar stool. And I'm like, dude, that, that chair's way too high, man. Like, you've got an office chair in the office. Why don't you go get that? Next thing you know, he's going to get the full fucking rig. Oh, well, I've sent him a link to buy one. He's like, I think I'm going to get the full rig. Oh, my God. But no, what's well, worse? a truck driver. What's worse is he keeps calling me. He's like, do you know what this does? I'm like, no, I don't fucking own one. I clearly don't know what this does. <laughs> Read the instructions. He said, look, buy me a fight stick and I will tell and you whatever you, you want to know. And he's like, you can come play it whatever you want. I'm like, oh, yeah, no worries. Yeah, I'll, I'll get on the again. next plane. I'll get on the next plane. <laughs> but that, that's the thing that's funny. As I mentioned, your dad is a truck driver. Like, the, their business is a series of trucks. Yeah, and, and he's, he's downtime. Like, he likes it. He's currently playing Need for Speed. On one. Okay, that, yeah, that makes sense. Like, if he's fanging at us around, like, if he's like, and I'm playing Truck Simulator. Well, well he ran, mom rang me today and she's like, we're playing GTA and is there an option where we can set the road rules to Australian because driving on the wrong side of the road is tripping me out? <laughs> I'm like, no. Oh, my God. That's not that's not a thing. Sorry, yeah. the best you can do is change the it, change it from miles to kilometers, <laughs> so you can see how far you're gonna go on the map. Mutant the mutant the goes, Oh, he really is a truck driver. Yeah, no, legit. Yeah, like his day hustle driver. is a truck driver, and then in his downtime, he's driving something else. <laughs> I I tried to convince him to buy like a fucking ice road truckers. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That's legit. Oh, imagine if imagine if they come out with like fucking concrete cr- concrete truck simulator. And he'd be like, <laughs> okay, yeah, he's let's like, do it. this game's amazing. <laughs> it's like that's not legit. That's not legit. Yeah, it's that's like that. being a bus legit. driver than playing bus driver simulator or some bullshit. Or it's even like our good friend Ethan at Tag Mods buying and playing PC Builder. You know, <laughs> his entire fucking job is building PCs and making them cool. And he's like, in my downtime, I want to play PC Builder Simulator. God damn. Like you playing content creator simulator. Yeah, it'd be playing, yeah, like meme, meme YouTube creator thing? simulator. The YouTube, YouTube life. Sim? Oh, I do want to play that, like, you know, OMG YouTube life or whatever. It looks shit out, so I want to play it. <laughs> I mean, I suppose you did that for a while when you were playing weeding, so. That's true. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> all right let's uh wrap this bad boy up thank you everyone for checking out the show we do appreciate as always uh you know time is the most precious thing we have in this world and for some reason you chose to spend it with us so thank you we won't take too much more of it max this playstation conversation happens every monday morning at 8 a.m on podcast services including apple Podcasts and spotify and 9 a.m on those youtubes if you'd like to take part in future conversations with us, you can come and check out our socials, Facebook, Discord, Instagram, and X. All of those links can be found in the description below. If you want to join the conversation as it happens, head over to twitch.tv slash thepopcultures. We can watch us record this show live. We can jump in the chat and become part of the show. If you want to support the show, you can tell your friends, tell your family about this position pod. And if you are listening on podcast services, be sure to give us a five-star rating and a written review. If you watch us on YouTube, be sure to like, subscribe, or comment below. Ah, I endeavor nice. to answer very every single comment. Nice. And if you want to support us financially, you can over at patreon.com slash swap cultures as well as our merchandise top of course the comp shop where you can buy shirts and other sort of shit with our logos on it or you can like that noise just made in my ear holes you can kindly subscribe over on twitch like our good friend raider type r did for uh with prime it's their 30th month and 
their third month in a row. Thank you very much, Taipa. Taipa is one of those folks that like they're always around and they're always lurking in the back. And that then we do a tr- truly appreciate their support. Now, that's one of those things with podcasts, right? You don't you don't ever really know who's actually listening because most people just consume it passively. But for those that do choose to step, you know, to to step out of those little shadows and go, hey, I'm a fan, or hey, here's some support. Like we love everyone, but uh, that is that's next level goodness. So Very thank much. you. But until next week, I'm Ryan Betson. I'm going to go heat my lasagna up. It's a weird name, and that was for the players. Since it's been sitting here for the last forty-five minutes. How much have you been sitting here looking at that, going, "Oh my god, I'm gonna, I'm gonna eat that fucking lasagna so bad." So much. much. (laughs) Uh, Lasagna and Power World, baby.